Hi, it's David Poland, and this is the hot button number 14, Light A box office. It's Friday, and I just got back from my second look at Denis Villeneuve's masterful, if aggressively incomplete, Dune on the big screen. This time it was at the AMC Century 15 Dolby screen, which I consider one of the very best in Southern California for sound, picture, and size. But anytime it's a Friday, it's time for Box Office Lies, a weekly combination of making things up, spinning yarns from publicists, and projecting ideas into movies that have nothing to do with reality, and have no validity, generally. I apologize if this sounds like a greatest hits album, but it is. So let's start with a classic. Weekend totals based on Friday East Coast matinees. Yes, this one was popularized by LaFink herself, who hated the box office but loved the Drudge Report link. I will admit, if those Thursday night and Friday matinee numbers are rolling around in your head, you're unlikely to project a gross that's dramatically wrong. But can you get within 10% on the regular? Nope. But in Tomato Nation, no one needs any news as detailed as all that. Just a big thumbs up and thumbs down. Next one up, previews are a good predictor. Now, in doing this section, I was actually a little surprised to find that there is some consistency. Thursday previews consistently land between 10% and 17% of the weekend gross for any given movie. That said, on a weekend like this weekend where Dune had a $5.1 million preview, there is a range for the weekend box office based on that stat of between $30 million and $51 million. So not exactly narrow. But I did not see outliers between outside of the range of 10 to 17%. Now, I'm just going to pull a few sentences from recent box office articles. Friday, Halloween Kills nabbed $4.9 million on Thursday evening shows and route to a $49.4 million debut. Dune excavated $5.1 million on Thursday for an opening between 30 and 32. No Time to Die picked up $6.3 million over Thursday before debuting to 55.2. And Venom 2 opened to $11.6 million in previews before opening at 90.1. How do these previews work correlating to their opening weekend? 10% for Halloween Kills, 17% for Dune, 11.4% for No Time to Die, and 13% for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. For the record, Shanghai was at 12%, Black Widow was at 17%, F9 was at 10%, and Warner Brothers' biggest releases, Godzilla vs. King Kong was 20%, Suicide Squad was at 17%. For what it's worth, Joker did 14% in its Thursday quote-unquote preview. Um, so as you can see, there's a lot of range here. <laughs> and just because the preview did this or that does not really tell you what's going to happen over the weekend so much. To within a degree, but not, not a very tight degree. Next up, cost of production. This is another favorite of mine going way back. Everyone guesses, and if the studio tells you what it is, you know that it's a big, fat alternative fact, unless the writer or director blurted it out at a junket when nobody was there to shut them up. This weekend's magical thinking is about Dune, whose cost has been settled at $165 million. Very funny. But what's funnier is journalists suggesting the whole cost of production is on Legendary. Warner Media was in for 25%, or at least $40 bucks, before Captain Kylar threw out the year of theatrical releases overboard onto the HBO Max C's. So how much is it now? Well, let's go back one to Godzilla versus Kong, which is his last deal with Legendary. Uh, the story there was that there was a formula where Legendary was guaranteed a return of at least $250 million against the gross minus distribution, which is allegedly what Netflix is offering. The film grossed $468 million worldwide, 189 of which came from China which means the distributor got back $140 million from everywhere but China and $50 million from China, $190 million. 
take 10% off the top from Warner's distribution, that's $171 million. So to make up the difference for Legendary, did HBO Max cut a check for $60 million on top of the $127 million from the theatrical ghosts to have the film on HBO Max day and date? Or was it more? And what about the marketing budget? Did that come out of the pot or did Warner Brothers eat that to make this all work out? Most likely it was on Warner Brothers tab as that Netflix wasn't going to charge Legendary for marketing. Also worth noting, there is more money coming into the pot. So how much is HBO Max, for instance, paying for a traditional pay TV one as Godzilla vs. Kong returned to the streamer after a traditional 100-day pay streaming physical win- media window? I don't know. But there is more money coming in. And they could also a place you could hide money that where you're trying to pay off Legendary in this case. Dune, it seems, was also made at 25% of production cost from Warner Brothers. Uh, the negotiation here was much more complicated than Godzilla vs. Kong because the director was intensely opposed to the film co-launching on TV. At the same time, the risk was greater and the potential upside is greater. If it's a movie that could bomb, theoretically, or if it's a hit, it's a, you know, a franchise, theoretically, and there could be a lot more upside. Both Legendary and Warner Brothers must have signed off on making this the first film of a set, two or three films, so it's mostly about setting up the story and very light on bigger battles. They didn't insist on working it working on a standalone, leaving the potential for sequels like they did on something like The Matrix. Also, there was no big sell-off conversation in this one. There was no Netflix pushing the agenda of paying 200 or $300 million for it. So where did they set the bottom on this one? Here on opening day in America, the film looks like it headed somewhere similar to Blade Runner 2049, around 200, which did 259 million worldwide. Though it looks like Dune will triple Blade Runner 2049's China gross, though that would still only be about 35 million dollars in China. So, chopped up, that's 25 million to Warner Brothers for distribution, 125 million to theaters, 82 million for Legendary, 27 million for Warner Brothers, uh, against this production spend, the two of them. So where was the floor set? Was it set at 175, 200, 250 million like Godzilla versus Kong? In other words, is HBO Max cutting a check for 70 million, 112.5 million, or 126 million? Based on this guesstimation about the deal, if Warner Brothers is eating the marketing and the box office doesn't leap, their loss would be at minimum 183 million dollars. That's 13 million in production. 100 million in marketing, 70 million to legendary on this title. And that's the low side, if any of this makes sense, is realistic. And I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think the movie actually even cost $165 million. I think it costs more, and the marketing could be higher as well. Uh, and again, this is just the minimum on the low end of the floor. Dare I mention that HBO Max has only added 5.5 million domestic subs in 2021 so far, throughout this whole thing of putting all the movies on HBO Max? And that's not even counting lost subs from when they skipped, left Amazon a few weeks ago. It's a mess. Okay, next, next item on the agenda. Young people and old people. Still a hot number coming off of COVID. Very popular rationalization. The rationale goes that young people don't want to go to the movies anymore. Old people don't want to go to the movies anymore. Middle-aged people have never wanted to go to the movies. Even though we haven't had a $100 million domestic opener since COVID started, we just experienced three weekends in a row of the domestic total weekend gross coming in over $100 million, which has not happened since the start of COVID. There haven't actually even been two weekends in a row where we had it until now. So somebody was going to see Venom and James Bond and Michael Myers. This argument shifts. It moves where they want it to move. A recurring theme from some is that younger moviegoers are driving the box office recovery. 
But the problem with Bond was that young people weren't interested. The problem with Dune is that only old people like epic based, <laughs> epic sagas based on old books. But not as many old people as like Bond, apparently. See, this is where it gets confusing and funny. And apparently young people are too, too old, young to remember The Hobbit, the last of which wrapped just seven years ago to a billion dollars, almost. So when Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh and Philippa Boyens reteamed to do a YA book as a movie, Mortal Engines, kids didn't seem to want to go to see that at all. So they must be confused. Thing is, there wasn't a movie in the top 20 openers of 2019 either that was quote-unquote adult-focused. In the second 25, number 21 through 45, movies all that opened over $20 million, I counted 11 adult-focused movies. So yeah, opening a movie that has little appeal to younger people means the standard for launching is lower. That's a given. But that doesn't explain The Last Duel opening to less than Stillwater. Sorry, can't use that excuse. Here's another one, Running Time. Another one they bring up, Running Time. I love this. It's very 1988. I'll try to explain quickly. Movie theaters for about 15 years have been designed to expand in their screen count for a hot movie or new movie coming in and reducing it for other movies. As a result, sellouts are rare and not being able to find a screening time that fits your need is also quite rare now. If it is true that if a movie is three hours long instead of two hours long, it reduces the number of showings in a day. But if you have six screens with an average of 250 seats running just four shows a day instead of five or six, you still have 18,000 seats to sell over a weekend. The per screen average for bond, per, excuse me, per theater average for bonds opening was just under $13,000 or 10% of your theater's available seating over opening weekend. Just looking at prime time, six to nine Friday and Saturday nights, you have at least 3,000 seats to sell, translating conservatively to $27,000 worth of space, but the three day per theater average is only $13,000. So please explain to me why anybody thinks that an extra hour's running time will keep theaters from selling tickets, aside from those few people who do hate long movies and won't go for that reason. I get it. It's a silly argument. Last one, records. I hate hearing about records. Beware the lack of context. Sometimes they matter. Sometimes they're very important. But the idea that Dune's opening is any less of a problem because Denny Villeneuve's Prior best launch was $32.8 million is absurd. And the idea that Dune will be a win for HBO Max because none of their titles have ever opened over this year, the, the HBO Max theatrical combo titles, none have opened over $31.6 million is beyond absurd. The only records these might reflect are for gullibility. And with that, until Monday.